Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Special Prosecutor Larry Clayman. I'm the only lawyer ever to obtain a court ruling that a president of the United States committed a crime. For truth, for competition. As a young lawyer, I helped break up AT&T. That's why you have all your cell phones today. For sovereignty, for the republic. I'm the guy who, at Judicial Watch, which I founded, uncovered the Chinagate scandal. Millions of dollars going to the Clinton campaign, corrupting our political system. For the privacy of citizens. And I'm the only guy to have enjoined the National Security Agency from mass surveillance on hundreds of millions of Americans. Tearing it up. I'm the son of meat packers in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I know how to slice and dice. Bringing it back. We're going to take this country apart and put it back together again in the way envisioned by our founding fathers. It's not just talk. We're not just regurgitating news stories. Larry Clayman, special prosecutor, is making the news. And now, here's Larry. Welcome to this week's edition of Special Prosecutor with Larry Clayman. A very important show I have on is our guest, my colleague, my friend, a brave American, Demetri Penny, former sergeant of the Dallas Police Department, ran for Congress, out there active on behalf of police right now, explaining the ramifications of the massacre of young children in Uvalde, Texas. Very, very serious. Uh, this is a situation, contrary to what the left tries to portray it, that has been created by the left with the permissiveness in society, with the social media that incites violence against people, that creates racial divide, that creates divide among the sexes, that brainwashes children to kill other children. And you better wake up, America. That's my book, It Takes a Counter-Revolution, Wake Up America, because you see, today it's the poor children in Uvalde, Texas, but tomorrow it may be your kids. This country has come unglued, this country is nearly destroyed. It's been going on for a while. The Republicans never stood up to the Democrats. They're the reason that we have Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and the radical left, which has seized control of the entire country. But it's time for the American people themselves to rise up and to protect our kids and to protect the country as a whole. And that's the lesson of Uvalde, Texas. And to the extent that policemen, and others were slow to react. And there seems to be a lot of controversy going on right now. There's allegations that the police did not go in there quickly enough, that they kind of watched from the sidelines. Well, ask yourself, when the police have been disparaged, defamed, when they've been uh, disrespected, assaulted, battered, killed, and defunded, is there no wonder why they're slow to react at that point? The left created this situation? And the answer is not to take away guns, because you take away guns, it's going to get even worse. If it isn't a gun, it's a bomb. If it isn't a bomb, it's a knife. If it isn't a knife, it's metal chains. You know, you can find many ways of killing people. But the fact is, is that guns actually protect. The Second Amendment protects. And it would appear, with or without the issue being present 
of whether there was a slow reaction time that the government in Uvalde, Texas, the government failed the people, the doors were open to that school, and they didn't have someone there who could protect the kids. And as you'll hear from Dimitri, we need more police, not less. Now let's talk about something else. We are coming upon the release, probably in the month of June, of the Supreme Court decision, which because of a draft leak of a draft opinion written by Justice Samuel Alito, purports to vacate or reverse Roe versus Wade, the abortion decision. This abortion decision entered into in the 1970s by Harry Blackman, a Nixon appointee, by the way, a Republican appointee. He wrote the majority opinion. Is illegal. Even the left says it was illegal, whether it's Alan Dershowitz or whether it's Lawrence Tribe from Harvard, it was always illegal. Courts don't get to decide when people live and when people die. I'm sorry. I mean, they do in terms of people that commit felony murder and things like that, but they don't get to do it with innocent children. But that notwithstanding, ask yourself this question. We're now about three weeks into the release, the illegal release of this draft opinion. Participating in that illegal release was a leftist investigative legal reporter from Politico, a leftist publication named Josh Gerstein. We are starting the process to indict him. We already began that. We will indict him next week. He will be held accountable. He will be tried. I'm convinced he'll be convicted. And I will then ask law enforcement and or the military to carry it out. He's a private citizen. In fact, he committed a felony and he should be arrested and he should be tried fairly. He'll have a chance to defend himself. But this is something that needs to be done. The media is not above the law. But I'll tell you, he's not above the law. And this is, this is my theory. The fact that they couldn't find, that they allegedly don't know who least released that opinion to create social unrest, violence, and otherwise, tells you that in all likelihood, it was a Supreme Court justice, him or herself. And I think the primary suspect is John Roberts, the Chief Justice, an appointee of the Bushes, someone who plays it both ways, not just in terms of the law, but according to rumors in Washington all these years, sexually, a closet gay, doesn't in any way come out of his closet unless he has to. And there's nothing wrong with being gay as long as you are honest and, and obey the word. It's not I don't agree with it in terms of the word of God, but people deserve to have their rights. But this guy's afraid of his shadow. The question is, has he been blackmailed all these years? Because his generation doesn't want anybody to know that. But the bottom line here is he had an interest to do this. He's now hard at work trying to water down, if not completely negate, the opinion of the other conservative justices that Roe v. Wade should be reversed and that abortion is, in effect, murder up to a certain period of time. I believe it's murder from the point of conception. But the states aren't even saying that. They're saying maybe 15 weeks. Up, you could have an abortion up to 15 weeks or six weeks or whatever. A baby's heart starts beating at seven weeks. And I tell you, I'll bet you anything that Roberts is behind the leak because he wanted to put pressure on his fellow justices to revise this decision, which even leftist professors from Harvard said was illegal. There's no right to a constitution. There's no right to privacy in the constitution. There's no right under the Equal Protection Clause. It doesn't exist. So let's talk about that. Now, let's talk about the Durham investigation. Too little, too late. They don't go after Hillary Clinton. They go after some 
low-level lawyer named Michael Sussman. They're not going to get a conviction. It's a waste of taxpayer money. They didn't go over after Hillary, who's behind it, the Russian collusion witch hunt. She stoked it. She gave the orders to do it with this guy, Durham, who was her lawyer, one of her lawyers. But the case is in front of a dishonest hack Obama appointee judge by the name of, of Cooper. And the jury is so tainted. A lot of them actually gave contributions to Hillary Clinton. The District of Columbia is a cesspool of the left. It is highly leftist. I'd say probably 95 to 99 percent of the people in the D.C. have voted for Obama. They voted for Biden. Uh, the D.C. bar is rabidly leftist. Everything's leftist there. OK, there are very few conservatives. The, the, the lawyers are leftist in and of themselves. There's no way he's getting a conviction. So don't get your hopes up. But why isn't he going after people that really count? Why isn't he going after Hillary Clinton? And why isn't he going after others that worked under her directly? Because you know why? Because this legal system is a total sham. In the words of Woody Allen, it's a mockery of a travesty, of a double mockery of a travesty of a sham. And I, I sometimes have sent out the, the, uh, the word from, uh, excuse me, I got somebody's trying to call me. Probably they're upset at what I'm saying. But the fact is this is the American people need to rise up and enforce their own legal system. And that's what we're doing with our citizens' grand juries, with our trial of Biden, with our trial of Hunter Biden, with our trial of James Biden, with our trial of Anthony Fauci. That's now going to be taking place right after July 4th. We had to postpone it. I got sick. My executive assistant got sick. I couldn't speak. We had to reschedule it. But we will be seeking justice. And we will be seeking justice because... Joe Biden took bribes laundered through Hunter and his brother James because he committed negligent homicide in Afghanistan. Fauci for lying under oath about doing gain of function research for funding the communist Chinese in the Wuhan lab, which gave rise to a bioweapon, which has destroyed much of this country, killed millions of people. Fauci is a true criminal. Biden and Fauci and others around them deserve life imprisonment. And we will be seeking that. And we will then ask law enforcement and the military to carry it out. Now, let's talk about something else about society, okay? You know, it's become very much accepted, quote, accepted, okay, that gay lifestyles are acceptable. Now, gay people deserve rights. They deserve to be, live in peace. I don't like the activists to try to push it on, on kids. I will fight against doing that. But if you're gay or if you're lesbian or you're transgender, go about your work, leave everybody else alone. But here's the bottom line, you're harming yourself. Because the gay lesbian lifestyle gives rise to disease, whether it's HIV, whether it's monkeypox, whether it's whatever. It's not natural. And people have to start thinking about that. If you have a choice, if you're bisexual, think about going the way of least resistance and not engaging in that kind of, of, of lifestyle. And I'm telling you that. Now, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a rabbi. I'm not trying to be your moral conscience. I'm just telling you that one disease after another is likely spawned by that lifestyle. And I, that's, that's my piece. That's what I'm saying at this point in time. And here's another thing. Let's talk about the primaries that occurred last Tuesday. Last Tuesday, all these people were nominated to run for office. As far as I'm concerned, I don't see many, even if they're sincere, that will be able to do much of anything. 
Unfortunately, the Republican Party, of which I'm still nominally a member, maybe because I like to criticize it from within, nominally a member, have never done anything when they had power. Nothing. They're the reason we have Biden and Harris. You have to understand that. And they're the reason why the American people need to rise up themselves. We need more political parties. And I'm forming an independent party in a separate organization. We need to rise up. And I get back to the point. Look at what happened in Valley, Texas. Today, it's somebody else's kids. Tomorrow, it's going to be yours. The left has destroyed this country. They want crime. It destabilizes them. It lets them take total control. So stay tuned. I'm back with Demetri Penny. He's going to give you the facts of life. Take it to heart. It's time for the American people to rise up and to do it for themselves. God bless you. I'll be right back. Special Prosecutor, Larry Clayman. If you'd like to support Freedom Watch and this radio show, go to freedomwatchusa.org. I'm back with Dimitri Penny, my very close friend, a fine American, someone who's sincere, who's honest, who's brave. He was a policeman, a Dallas cop, a sergeant, Sergeant Dimitri Penny. You've seen him on TV. You've seen him on Fox News just this week. He's great not because he was on Fox News. He's great for what he believes in, and he puts actions to words. He was a plaintiff in a case that we brought over the massacre in Dallas that was caused by a disciple of Louis Farrakhan. He was threatened. His family was put in danger. He was unafraid. He later ran for Congress. He never got the backing of even Trump, frankly, uh, he is someone who should be in Congress. But in any event, now he's not in Congress, but he's doing a lot of really good things. So I want to introduce you to Special Prosecutor with Larry Claiming You've been on before, Demetri. Tell people what you've been doing lately. And then I want to ask about your take on the tragic shooting of 21 people, 19 kids killed in Uvalde, Texas. So let's hear yeah. from you, Demetri. What, what have you been doing? And also your take on it and there's been a lot of controversy about the police response, particularly on CNN. Right. So. You know what? Uh, thank you so much for having me on, Larry. Um, first of all, I do want to offer my condolences to all the families uh, affected by the tragedy, the, the tragic shooting attack out there in Uvalde, Texas. Um, man, it, it, this is this is one thing that no parent uh, ever expects to have to go through. Um, and I, I could tell you as someone who's worked in law enforcement for 22 years and um, has dealt with um, uh, homicides involving children's, uh, uh, children. Um, I, I can say that that's one of the most difficult scenes to ever deal with. And, and I can't imagine what those officers that actually had to, the officers and first responders that actually had to deal with that, um, that scene. Um, I can't imagine what those guys are going to be, uh, those 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 officers and first responders are going to have to go through for in the months and um, and years going forward. Um, with that said, 
You know, uh, Larry, I am uh, the president of the National Fallen Officer Foundation. I have been, uh, as you well know, I've been an advocate for law enforcement for several years, um, which essentially uh, led to my, um, my, my overall advocacy for uh, protecting the interests of our law enforcement officers across the country. Uh, we know that a lot of these police unions and police agencies is, is very, uh, they're very limited in what they can do and what they can say. Um, but as an advocate, it, it was, it was uh, almost a, a natural calling for me to get out here and fight for the interests of our officers and explain to the public to, what these officers are really going through. Um, and speaking about the, the Uvalde tragedy though, Larry, you look, I, I um, look, in the wake of Stoneman Douglas and, and what happened there in Florida and, and uh, the delayed response and, and that deal, um, I, it's, I'm seeing a lot of the reports that are saying that the officers did not go in. And uh, look, I don't know. And I think we just have to wait until the, the facts unravel. Uh, but what I do know is that the, the heroes that did arrive from the Border Patrol uh, that did went in and, and 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 took the suspect down. Now I can tell you that 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 off-duty officer that went in, uh, as my understanding, he was one of the officers that got that got shot um, when when taking out the suspect. But he was a border patrol agent that went in to rescue those kids. And and if you think about this, Larry, border patrol officers don't even deal with those type of responses. And for those di- those guys to go in and, and take care of business. Man, a lot should be said about law enforcement. You know, a lot should be said about what those agents are down there dealing with. Um, you had a lot of people that have tried to convolute this, especially those on the left. They try to convolute this issue with um, this tragic situation. First of all, this is not the time for politics. We should not be talking about politics in, in a time when we're talking about burying 19 babies, 19 kids. Uh, there's no way this should even be coming in, uh, coming up in anyone's discussion. But it is. And unfortunately, you have a lot of politicians on the left that are talking about uh, gun control. That has been their their prime issue. Dimitri, uh, we got about we got about 15 seconds left. We're going to take it up on the other end of the break. And I know who you're talking about. Primarily, you're talking about Beto O'Rourke. We're going to talk about that mm-hmm. when we come back. Uh, this despicable opportunist who shows up at every time he can for political purposes. We'll be right back with Dimitri Penny. Stay tuned. that make corrupt politicians make wee-wee in their little pants. Transparency and the rule of law will be the touchstones of this president. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Special Prosecutor, Larry Klayman. Be the one who makes our country great again. Go to freedomwatchusa.org and donate. I'm back with Demetri Penny, a former Dallas sergeant police officer, someone who put his money where his mouth was and sued Farrakhan and has taken other actions on behalf of his group, the Fallen Officers Foundation. And Dimitri, uh, by the end of this, you'll let people know where they can support you. He's also a director 
of a group that we formed with Sheriff Joe Arpaio, America's sheriff, to protect the police. And, you know, finish what you were saying about the politicians, particularly Beto O'Rourke, who hoarded up just the last week, you know, showing up at a press conference confronting right. Governor Abbott. Uh, and tell us, you know, more about what's going on with police in general and, and whether or not the whole atmosphere of disparaging police, of allowing for them to be assaulted and battered and even killed and defunded, you know, may affect response times. Uh, these police officers may not want to be involved as quickly as they were in the past because they wind up being prosecutors, not the criminals. So expound on that. We've got about 14 minutes here and we can get into it in, in a major way. Yeah. First of all, Beto O'Rourke, that was very that was the most disgraceful act I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and, and, it, and I've seen a lot of them, but that was very disgraceful uh, to see him. Uh, um, it, essentially, what he did was was spat on the graves of these kids, man. And that, that's 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 the most hurtful thing I can even imagine a person doing. Um, but that that's what happens with with the left. I mean, these guys are, are so radical that they don't even they don't care about anything but their own political agenda. Uh, and we have some on the right, too. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's a whole lot of them up that I like to take advantage of of situations, but this is not one uh, that should be there. Um, with that said, though, though, Larry, if you think about it, man, these um, th this 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 should not be a discussion about gun rights. Right. Um, yes. Mental health is always an issue. But you know what? Everyone has mental health, health issues. If you want to look at it that way. The bottom line is this kid, whatever decision he made, he was radicalized somewhere to carry out that act. And he did the most despicable thing anyone could have done. Go in and not, not I mean, it's one thing to target an individual, but to target kids that he, he deserves to burn in hell where he will be right now. He deserves whatever he gets uh, on the other side of this, because there's no one in this. No one should be taking out their vengeance on any on a kid. And these these babies died for nothing. Now, politically. I would say that there's a lot of change that's going to have to happen, but we're going to have to address things on the uh, on the on the side of where these individuals are being radicalized at, which is social media. No one is even talking about how individuals are being are being incited to carry out this kind of violence, how they're being radicalized, how they're being influenced and encouraged to co-carry out these, these these attacks. And then law enforcement on the end of it, they're having to respond and deal with the aftermath of the tragedy. They Everyone wants police to be everywhere, but they can't be everywhere because it's not enough of them. They don't have the resources. We just gave $50, $50 billion to Ukraine to stabilize their economy. Well, why can't we come? We can't put police officers in every, uh, every school in the United States. We need to have guns. We need to have guns in the schools in order to be able to protect our kids. There are no more arguments about this gun, this gun debate, Larry. It doesn't belong in this situation. I'm sorry. It's done. We need armed police officers on every school and college campus in the United States and all to be able to protect our kids. Well, you're absolutely right. And of course, the left has attempted to destabilize this country by creating the conditions for rising crime, you know, and getting people worked up, particularly the youth, to hate everybody that isn't that doesn't agree with them, with the left. So the fault lies primarily on the left. And I know, you know, as we've talked about in the past, Dimitri, my brother was a police officer in Philadelphia. That's a pretty rough place, Philadelphia. 
Right. And it got to the point where not him, but his other officers, if there was a crime, say it was black on black crime in particular, they just sit around and watch it. They figured, why should we get involved? Because we're going to get prosecuted. So they just cleaned up the mess afterwards. And when you don't have the resources to do the job, when you have places like California where you can steal up to nine hundred and fifty dollars with no consequence. I walked in when I was out in California recently to a drugstore, CVS, on San Vicente, near uh, the Beverly Center. Uh, I had to get some medication. And some guy comes in and just takes a bunch of stuff. Manager says, where are you going with it? And he just walks off as if nothing happened. I mean, you can steal a TV up to, you know, $900, nice set, you know. You're not prosecuted. So, you know, you're right. I mean, the, the ability of the police to be able to do law enforcement I met with the police chief of Beverly Hills recently. He says, you know, I lock these people up over and over again. And the district attorney, Gascon, lets them go. So, you know, give us your wise thoughts on all of this. Look, that, 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 welcome to Joe Biden's America. And just imagine we got two more years of this nonsense. You know, the, the, the American people are tired. Uh, our law enforcement officers are tired. And you're right. You were absolutely right in terms of talking about it. No one wants to say it. No one's going to say that police officers are going to lay down. But the reality is, whenever you attack officers, whenever you demonize them, whenever they are afraid to pull their own guns, they're going to take the lesser of the two evils. That's the bottom line. Uh, um, you know, they're not going to put themselves in harm's way. And, and it should not be that way. Right. We if, if, if an incident happens, we encourage our officers to, to be the first. And most of the officers that came on when I came on, these guys, they would be the, the they would be willing to lay down their life for anybody. But now in this day and age, it's so difficult that when they when they make a decision, they have to worry about not only what happens to them in the in carrying out the act, but then they have to worry about what how they're going to be judged afterwards and whether or not they'll be prosecuted. And that's a dangerous environment to police in, Larry. Well, that's right, and and you've got you talked about the social media, you know, and. Uh, we have a case in Philadelphia for eight cops that were fired without due process. It simply retweeted what other people had tweeted. It wasn't racist. But you have a district attorney there like Gascon in Los Angeles elected with the money of George Soros, someone by the name of Larry Krasner. You've got a hack of a mayor named Jim Kenny. The prior police chief uh, you know, was fired for sexual harassment. They bring in somebody called Danielle Outlaw from, from Portland, great name for police chief. And the police wind up being persecuted, uh, you know, simply for social media posts when when a group which was probably financed as well by Soros breaks into their social media accounts, right. the Plainview Project, and illegally, but nothing happens to them. And I think you had an experience with that, too, in yeah. Dallas. Am I right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, look, this group was an anonymous group. They wouldn't even put their name. There's nobody to contact about the complaint, right? But at the same time, police agencies use that to create internal affairs investigation. Now, luckily for me, everything I said was valid. They didn't want to, they didn't like the fact that I was talking about Black Lives Matter, but I was, I was suing Black Lives Matter at the time, and it was a legitimate argument. It made sense. That was nothing, nothing illegal, wrong, or moral about, uh, immoral about what I was saying. And I told them then about the, uh, about the exploitation of the black community and how they were 
uh, just taking money from the black community and not doing anything in the black community, how they were manipulating companies to get behind this radicalized agenda to hate police. And nobody believed me back then. Think about that, Larry. Back in 2016, nobody believed me. And here we are in 2022, and Congress is calling me down to testify. Everybody want to know what I knew back then. And now all I can say is believe me now. Well, I'll tell you what, you want to learn more about Dimitri and what a great American and hero he is and how he sticks his neck out? I wrote about you a lot in my two books. One, It Takes a Revolution, and the second one, written a year and a half later, because now we're in the deeper you-know-what, takes a counter-revolution. Now we got to take the country back because the left has seized total control. And Dimitri and I went up against uh, Black Lives Matter. We went up against Farrakhan. We went up against Sharpton. We ran up, went up against the Black Panthers, all of them. And we took them on because they're all responsible for this. And what happens? We get a Clinton-appointed judge, and then we get a Trump-appointed judge. And they're afraid of their shadow, and they won't let this thing continue. Maybe they fear that for their, their lives. Maybe they fear for their kids. Who knows what? But without a judiciary that will stand in the stead for the American people, that will put their head in the sand, and there's no doubt with regard to the Dallas massacre, where five cops died and many other were wounded and you were assaulted because you were in the middle of it. There's no doubt that the disciple uh, that committed these crimes was directed to do so by Louis Farrakhan. And there was one judge, uh, I forget his name right now, <laughs> a little senior moment, who said, well, those were just allegations. Well, you know what? We had the actual quotations of Farrakhan just days before the event where he's directing his disciples to kill cops and whites and Jews and others. Right. So, you know, and yet this guy. You know what? People are responsible for that, for that, for that language, Larry. People are responsible for their own language. I mean, we, we hear about that with, with um, uh, media outlets. I mean, with it, it's certain, there's always a delay, even with radio and television program, there's always a delay because these entities are responsible for the for rhetoric that happens on their platform. What about these individuals? What about these radicals that get out here and call for attacks on cops, calls for attacks on Jews, calls for attacks on, on, on whites? What, what happens to that? What happens to them? Nothing. Nothing. And here's the thing, Demetric. You know, we're going into a congressional election here. And, you know, the, the Republicans, I must get at least 20 to 25 emails a day asking for money. I get over 16 from President Trump himself. OK. And I want to know how things are going to be different if the Republicans take control of the House of Representatives and perhaps even the Senate, when they had total control, Demetri, and you were a different no. kind of Republican like I was when I ran for the Senate in Florida, they didn't do anything. They didn't, they didn't balance the budget. They didn't reform Obamacare. They didn't give us the clarion call on Afghanistan and Ukraine. They sit around and watch it happen. And you know why we have Biden and Harris? Because of the Republicans, because they yeah. didn't stand up to them. You know what? You know what, Larry? I think we have to get back to an idea of, of, you know, true constitutional conservatism, because what's happening is you have a lot of people that are uh, so-called candidates that are infiltrating the parties that don't represent true party interests, that, that don't represent true conservative values. And uh, overall, it's hurting us. It's hurting the party. That's why I didn't run this cycle, because there's no way I can compete with the nonsense. I just can't buy into it. So. Well, you never got you never got the support from the Republican establishment like I didn't. OK, but you know why? Because you want to do something. OK, right. they just want to talk and raise money. I mean, right. that, that's their BS. You know, 
So we need more Demetrius Pennies. And, you know, you know, Laura Loomer running down in Florida right now. She's running for Congress. Same thing. They don't support her either. But they they get these people out there, these yes men and yes women they can control that serve their purpose in regaining power. And what happens when they regain power? Nothing. They just raise more money and move on to the next election cycle. That's my opinion. I don't know about yours. <laughs> I think you no, that's, look, that's what happened. Look, I ran. I saw it firsthand. I'm telling you. That's what, that's what it's all about is raising money. It's not about the people, not about the interests of the people. That's why I figured, Larry, there's a lot more I can do in the private sector, nonprofit sector, and advocating for the interests of our, of our law enforcement officers. That it, 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 That's more that I can do on this side than I can in Congress. I mean, it's just, you know, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a show, it's a puppet show, and nobody's doing anything to help the people. Well, of course, uh, you know, you're part of America's Sheriff, and we're going to make that much more active, America's Sheriff. Org. But tell us about the Dallas Fallen Officers Foundation, how people can support you, what you're doing there for the families of victims. And by the way, I'm, we're doing an event, a charity event in October, and you're invited to support the police, to support first responders, to support the military, Gold Star parents and the Ukrainian Defense Forces. So uh, but you're doing that already, you know, with the Dallas Fallen Officers Foundation. You've been doing that for years. Tell us about that. Hmm. Got about a minute, and then I'll I'll keep you over to the verdict section too, and we can finish this discussion. Yeah, no, no. I mean, uh, essentially, the the it's the National Fallen Officer Foundation. Dallas has merged with the National Group. Okay. And uh, the National Fallen Officer Foundation, you know, we support officers that are uh, killed or critically injured across the country. Primarily, we've been focused on uh, felonious uh, assault-related deaths. Uh, because we ha- we've been having so many of them, and it's hard to even get out of that to do anything else because we have so many officers getting killed. Um, but overall, we we you know we are on the front line advocating for the interests of our officers. And hold on, let's let me take you back after the verdict, and we'll finish up where they can get in touch with you because this is important. It protects everybody and their families. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the verdict. was a trial lawyer, he sliced him and diced him. People used to ask me, Larry, what caused you to start Judicial Watch and now Freedom Watch, given the powerful forces in this country that put you at risk? In a meat packing plant. I'm the son of meat packers in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I know how to slice and dice. A very special prosecutor, Larry Clayman. The verdict, fellow patriots, Americans, people of faith, those who believe in the vision of our founding fathers, those who believe in law and order. Law who believe in fair law and order, not like what's going on with the Gestapo of the Justice Department now persecuting people on January 6th who were there peacefully to protest. But people like Dimitri, they're the real deal. So, Dimitri, tell everyone where they can get in touch with you, support you, help support the National Fallen Officers Foundation, support americassheriff.org, because without police officers, your kids, your kids can meet the same fate as these young babies did in Uvalde, Texas. Yeah, you, you guys can uh, follow me on uh, at, at Sergeant Penny. Um, I'm, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Uh, I don't I try not to even go to Facebook. <laughs> but uh, look, learn more about me at nationalfof.org. 
that's the National Fallen Officer Foundation. Uh, that's that's where I'm primarily uh, going out, dealing with families, advocating for the interests of our officers. Uh, that's really the the, the primary uh, focus right now is really just making sure that we are providing resources to these families that need it the most. Well, we are fighting wars domestically. In my opinion, Dimitrik, we're already in third world war in Ukraine. Uh, it's only going to get worse. And uh, the United States has to you know, carry the load because nobody else in the world will take the lead on these things. And regrettably, we have a brain dead, criminally corrupt president who is an absolute disgrace, right. uh, who undercuts cops, who undercuts everyone at every step of the way. Because to stay in power, because the left knows how feeble he is, he has to give them everything they want. And he's been doing that over and over again. And I call everybody's attention to my two books, if I can promote them a little bit. It takes a revolution. Forget the scandal industry. It takes a counter revolution. Wake up America. I talk about Demetric. I talk about what we did and are doing. It, we need more people like Demetric. You need to get up off the couch. You need to put the popcorn and beer down, get your feet off the coffee table, get up and get to work. And if there's a better example of why you better do something right now, particularly, you know, if you're middle-aged or, or a senior, you know, like me, think about your kids and grandkids. Think about whether you want your kids to meet the same fate as those young babies did in Uvalde, Texas, because that's where we're headed. Because in fact, it's, it's really disgusting to say this, but I believe the left welcomes this stuff because it, destab it destabilizes the country and allows them to take greater control. We know historically that dictatorships have confiscated guns. Why do they confiscate guns? Because that way there's no one to oppose them. And that's exactly why King George III did it in the days leading up to the Declaration of Independence in Philadelphia on July 4, 1776. That was a basic uh, undercurrent and reason why we declared independence. He's wanted to disarm us so he would have total control over our lives. So finish it up, Dimitrik. Uh, you've got about two minutes left. Uh, give us your thoughts on the state of the nation and where we're going. And I urge that more people like Dimitrik Penny come forward to play a role to save your kids and grandkids in particular. Absolutely. Larry, I want everyone to, to, to heed my voice and saying that the only way that we're going to be able to protect this great country is for us to get involved and get involved. I mean, to actually vote for real leaders. You can't sit on the sidelines and then, and then say, Oh, well, you know, that'll take care of itself. My vote don't count guys. The only way we're really going to be able to change policy is to, is to impact the vote by making sure you have the right leaders in, in office because they're going to Washington and they're the ones representing your interests. And all politics are local. Remember that. So your local state offices, your local uh, school boards, you have to make sure you're voting the right people in at your local office so that you can be able to control this narrative going forward. I agree with you. We can have a further discussion later. I, that's important. But I think, Dimitri, this is to bring you back and we'll deal with it maybe next week or the week after. We need a new government, not a new nation. And we need real leaders. We really do. And at least in my home state of Florida, I hope he proves to be a real leader. But Governor DeSantis seems to be, you know, one of the kinds of people I'd like to see join another political party, get out of the Republican Party and lead this country along with others like you. God bless you. Thank you for what you're doing, my good friend. See you soon. 
and stay safe, brother. Uh, we'll be back in touch. And remember, the father and son will only help us if we help ourselves. Now is the time to rise up and to do it for ourselves. We'll be back next week with another edition of Special Prosecutor with Larry Klayman. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.